Uh, as we continue on with our worship this morning, uh, we'd like to read from the uh, book of Psalms. And today we'll be in 98 for our sermon, and we're actually going to be uh, worshiping and singing to Psalm 98. But before we do, I thought it would be great to read through uh, the psalm first before we respond in worship. Psalm 98 says this, O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of the melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the king, the Lord. Let the sea roar in all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Let us continue in worship. Let the seas go See you 
Amen, amen. Well, God's word is powerful, and we love to, to read what God has to say to us. And as we continue on with our psalm series, I think Psalm 98 is an incredible one to go through, uh, as we'll be going through one each week through our, our playlist. As you can see, our playlists are up here on the walls. Uh, last week, Pastor Bob covered Psalm 90. This week, we'll be in Psalm 98. And when it comes to, when it comes to playlists... Uh, I think it's interesting, it, you know, a lot of teenagers have this, I don't know if some of you have this, but a lot of people have playlists in their lives uh, for whatever they're going through, right, on, the, on Spotify or iTunes, uh, and they'll have one for every single thing you can think of. All right, I got playlists for when I do my homework, I got playlists for when I'm working out with my friends, I got a playlist for uh, when I'm sad, <laughs> I have a playlist for when I'm going to the beach, probably a lot of country music on some of those playlists, uh, but we see that there are a lot of playlists and people use them depending on what they are going through in their lives. So today, we're going through our own playlist, right, of the Psalms. And what are the songs am I singing unto the Lord, and how am I singing them? Right, so like right now in your life, in, in your life's playlist, what kind of song are you singing? Is it a, is it a chill, a chill one, a, a, a sad one, a happy one, maybe it depends on the day? And for, for right now, for, for some of us, it might be hard to sing, as it says in Psalm 98, a, a joyful noise. Maybe that's challenging. Maybe it's a, a joy is a faint memory of a distant past. You know, joy seems dependent on what's going on in my life each day. And I want to encourage and hopefully show you that there is a way to have joy even amidst life's darkest moments, that we can still choose joy in them, and I want. I think Psalm 98, it, as we go through, it will be a great way to show and see that there is a way to still have joy, regardless of what we're going through. And that's not to ignore life's difficulties or act like, you know, they're nothing. Right? We still have challenges, and we're still able to mourn and lament. But can we still sing with joy amidst them? And today, that's what our scripture calls us to do. It says to sing, to shout joyfully. To the Lord, and I thought it would be appropriate to actually respond as we read through the psalm. So we're going to be responding in, in worship, responding in prayer, some interaction, reflecting as we go through it. We might go full youth group mode and maybe invite one of you up here and dump some slime on you. Uh, maybe we'll eat some ice cream in the middle of this. Uh, we'll see, but it'll be a little different than a typical a Sunday morning sermon, but I think it'll be appropriate to, to reflect and see what the Lord is telling us uh, this morning. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Psalm 98. We'll be walking through this uh, together as we go through the verses uh, here. And we'll start with verse 1 and verse 2. <clears throat> oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. So sing to the Lord, and then he tells us, why are we singing unto the Lord? For he has done marvelous things. Other translations say wonderful deeds, performed wonders. So when we are singing unto the Lord, we should be singing with remembrance of all that God has done. All right? They're saying, look, look, Israel, look at all that the Lord has done before your eyes, Sing to him because of that. But often we find it hard to sing with joy. Why? We forget. We forget. And the psalmist here is saying, remember. Right? We're only focused on maybe what is happening right here, right now, that we don't remember. We forget all that God has done in our lives. And we're being told to say, hey, look back at all that God has done. And we wouldn't be the first to, to struggle with forgetting all that God has done. The Israelites actually struggled with the same thing. And in Numbers 14, it tells us this. It says, Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we have died in the wilderness? Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become prey. Would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to one another, let us choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Back to slavery, back to bondage, back to crying out to the Lord every single day. I mean, did God not perform incredible signs 
and wonders in front of Israel. And think about all that they have seen through the Passover, the plagues, and the parting of the Red Sea. They went through all of that, and now they're saying, we should probably go back. We should probably go back. Let's get somebody and, and lead us back there. Was his salvation of his people not on full display? It was, and yet they forgot and they grumbled. Instead of praising him with joy, they forgot and grumbled. And church, let us not fall to that same pattern. Let us not forget and grumble and be unable to sing a joyful noise to the Lord. I want us to, as I said, we're going to interact a little bit today. I want us to see a show of hands who in this room have witnessed God's healing in your life. A friend, a family member, someone in your church. Raise your hand if you've witnessed healing, God's healing. Amen. Look around. Don't forget. Don't forget. How many of us have witnessed a reconciliation in a friendship? Maybe between a sibling, between in a marriage, in a church. Raise your hand. Raise them high. Raise them high. Look around. Don't forget. Don't forget. How many of you have witnessed God's provision in your life? Raise your hand. Raise them high. Amen. Church, let's not forget. Let's not forget. Let's remember all that God is doing. And this is just this crowd right here at 9 a.m. Think about if we went to every single church across this country, across this globe, and we asked the same questions, how many hands would be up? Let's not forget. And lastly, how many of us have witnessed a lost soul find Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Raise them high. Church. Our God's not done doing that. Our God has done that, will continue to do that. So let's not forget and grumble, but let's remember and rejoice. Because even though life can be challenging, even though we might be in the middle of a healing story, we might be in the middle of seeing a lost soul find Jesus, we could still praise the Lord in the middle of that. As I said on our mission trip a couple weeks ago, you know, these mission trips are really hard. I've been on a lot, quite a few. Uh, you know, your sleep is, is very lacking. Uh, the food is much different than mom's cooking. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, but it, it's an incredible week. And God does so much through our students here. And you can find every reason to grumble every single day. Like, you really could. It's, it's not hard <laughs> to complain on a mission trip. But this week, I mean, these kids were incredible. Their attitudes were just saying, Lord, use me each and every single day. And at the end of the week, we were having a sharing time of just all that God had done. And a student's highlight of the week was, was this. They said, I, I was able to share Jesus with, some, with, a, with a young child in the community who, had, who didn't know who Jesus was. That was their highlight. I mean, that kid had every reason to say, it was a hard week. I, I just want to go home. I want to take a nice shower. I want to eat my mom's food. I want to put on the TV. Instead of all, all the complaining that very easily could have taken place, they chose joy and chose to remember what God had done that week in using them and sharing who Jesus was to a little girl who had never heard about Jesus. Remember. Remember what God has done. You know, if today is a hard day and it's, we're finding a difficult reason to, to sing to the Lord, well, let's look back and remember what God did last week. Let's remember what God did in my family a year ago. I think another way to, to not forget is by reading scripture. Romans 5 says this, verse 6 through 8. It says, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Don't forget this. This is really important. <laughs> this is an incredible thing to remember each and every single day of our lives. If we're finding it hard to, to, to sing, sing with joy to the Lord, remember that Jesus has died on the cross to save you from your sins. Remember. So can we respond with some worship and singing this morning uh, for, for all that the Lord has done in our lives? So let's, let's spend a couple minutes of reflection and remembering all that the Lord has done in your life today. So think through, what is something God did yesterday? What is something that God did last week in your life? Or we can reflect on Romans 5 and just say, hey God, we're reflecting on what you did for me, saving me on that cross. So please worship with me this morning. Hallelujah. 
Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Let's sing this out. This is why we're praising him. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Sing it. Your buried body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Let's sing that again. We're praising Jesus for all that he's done. And he died on the cross and rose from the grave. Then came the morning that sealed the promise. Your buried body began to breathe. Out of the silence, the roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Jesus, yours is the victory. Sing this out, church. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my living hope. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. We praise you, Jesus. Amen. Isn't it God's grace, the reason we're singing today? It's God's grace that we are able to proclaim his goodness to the nations. And what God did for you, God will continue to do for each generation as he's shown us through his scriptures that God is faithful. Right? Psalm 98.3 says this. It says, he has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Now, as we look back and we remember all that God has done in our life, we see something very important here. And you know what that means when, when God shows up a bunch of times and we add it all up and we see it? Do you know what that means? It means God is faithful. It means God continues to show up. He's developed a pretty good track record. And that means today, church, we can sing with confidence. We can sing with confidence that he will do that again. It means if today we're questioning, we're wondering if God's really going to show up in my life right now and what I'm going through, we can trust that he will. We can have confidence that he will, but we have to let him show up, right? We can't expect to sing for joy at the end of a storm if we're not willing to let him do his work in the middle of it. I mean, think about it. God's greatest moments of faithful miracles came during a time of greatest adversity, Right? Think about the, the, the Israelites are, are fleeing the Egyptians. They're coming up to the Red Sea. God did not part the Red Sea when the Egyptians or when the Israelites were just chilling with their feet up, hanging out. Something, hey, let's just check this out for entertainment. No, God parted the Red Sea when there was a trail of Egyptians coming to kill them. God did not provide manna for his people when they were eating steak every night saying, life is good. Here's some appetizers coming down. No, God gave manna when the Israelites were starving and needed food. God did not close the mouths of the lions when Daniel was up in his room praying. God closed the mouths of the lions when Daniel was right beside them. 
God's faithfulness is true. We have to let him do his work, even amidst a great time of adversity, because that's when God's glory is displayed. You know, I read this lyric from a, a new song that came out this past week by Phil Wickham. It's called Wait, and the lyrics are incredible. It says this. It says, the longer I wait, the more you can do. Imagine if all the stories I just shared, if they didn't choose to wait. But because they did, they waited on the Lord's faithfulness. They were able to rejoice. They were able to sing with confidence. They were able to sing with joy. And we see how God was faithful to each and every single one of them. And what's amazing is the God we are worshiping today was the same God then. right? The God of David, that's my God. The God of Daniel, that's our God. The God of the Apostle Paul, that's our God. That's the God we are worshiping this morning. That is the God we are singing with confidence to. If he was faithful to them, he'll be faithful to us. And, and church, our God is not done being faithful. He's not saying, all right, I've, I've made a point. I've taken a step back. God is still going to be faithful. He is still present in this creation. Is that not a reason to rejoice to the Lord? that we're worshiping the same God that they worshiped, All right? We see, we see David in the book of Psalms. We see him praising the Lord. We're doing that this morning to the same God. We see Daniel after being rescued from the lion's den. We see him praying and praising the Lord, and that's who we get to worship this morning, the same God. It's incredible to think of each generation and generation are worshiping the constant, the faithful Lord. So can we worship the Lord with confidence for his faithfulness this morning? I love this song we're gonna sing. It was, a, it was an anthem of, our, of our, uh, our teens this year and I, I wanna teach it to you and hopefully you can sing along with me. It just proclaims that the, the Lord then is the same Lord now. It's the same God we're worshiping. You heard your children then. You hear your children now. You are the same God, you are the same God, you answered prayers back then, and you will answer now, you are the same God, you are the same God. All right, we hear how that goes? We're just proclaiming that the same God they worshiped then, we are worshiping today. So sing along with me. your children then you hear your children now you are the same God you are the same God you answered prayers back then and you will answer now you are the same God you are the same God you were providing are providing now you are the same God yes you are you are the same God you moved in power then God moved in power now you are the same God you are the same God you were a healer then you are a healer now you God, you are the same God, you were a 
Again, if you believe it, sing it out loud. God is good. Thank you for, for worshiping the Lord and his goodness and his faithfulness. Man, we could just keep singing all day, right? Oh, it's amazing. I love hearing your voices sing with me. But as we sing, as you see, when we reflect on all God's done, as we reflect on God's faithfulness, that just sparks joy in our lives as we, we have memories, joyful memories of what God has done. And we get to, I think, just the, the climax of this, this psalm and saying, you should be singing with praise. You should be singing, and this is where it describes what our noise, what our praise should, should be like. And it says this in verse 4. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, a joyful noise. All the earth, break forth into to joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of the melody Sing praises to the Lord. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Sing with joy. Sing with joy. And as I've been mentioning throughout, that might be hard to do at times. And I want to dig into a reason, maybe why that is. Why do I find when I wake up tomorrow... It's much easier to complain. It's much easier to be bitter. It's much easier maybe just to have a lukewarm praise. And I want to dig into maybe some reasons why. And I think most importantly, this is a, a main thing that we all struggle with and that we all have to deal with when we are singing, when we are praising, when we are worshiping the Lord. And that is this. Many of us don't deal with sin before we approach the Lord before we sing praises to him as we enter his presence. And unfortunately, I think this is becoming a problem in our church today is we just show up, we sing some songs, regardless how I sing them, all is good. And Tony Evans, a uh, great pastor, great, great author, I think he does a great job at describing this problem. He talks about the story in Genesis, right in the beginning when Abel and Cain both bring an offering to the Lord. And if you remember, there were two very different offerings. Cain brought fruit, and Abel brought an animal sacrifice. God was not pleased with Cain's fruit offering, but the Lord consumed and was pleased with Abel's animal offering. And why is that? Now, as you know, in Genesis, in the beginning, all was good. All was very good. Relationship with good. But then Genesis 3 happened, sin entered the world, and it broke the relationship. And now God said, hey, to come into my presence, to, to 
come before me in prayer and worship. Something has to be done. And God said there has to be a sacrifice. So we have to deal with sin through sacrifice. So one came with fruit, no sacrifice. One came with an animal offering, sacrifice. So God said this is good. And Tony Evans says this about the situation. He says, you want to worship me without dealing with sin. You want to come into my presence without dealing with your rebellion or whatever keeps you estranged from me. You just want to show up at church, skip sin, and want to be happy. I mean, the whole reason Jesus died on the cross was because of our sin and our need for atonement. You worship without atonement, your worship is not regarded. That is why we center our worship on Jesus Christ, because he is a sin bearer. So if we want to enter the presence of the Lord and sing praises to him, sin has to be dealt with. If we want to at all sing a joyful noise, we need to deal with sin. And and sin is, let me tell you, sin is great at preventing joy in our lives. So it would be hard for me to sing with joy if I know I have sin surrounding me. I'll give an example of maybe a, a sin that we, deal, that we struggle with and one that maybe prevents us from actually singing with joy. And that is we don't deal with selfishness. And because of that, I think, I think, we, have a lot of, I think we have a lot of Christians that are cranky. <laughs> a lot of cranky Christians today. Very easy to complain. I think the last few years shown us that we're very good. We're very good at complaining about life. We aren't happy with our life. I'm, I'm, I'm in there. I've been there. I've definitely had seasons of complaining and bitterness. And I think that stems from selfishness in our lives. I didn't want to live here. What's going on right now? I don't want this happening. I don't want this job I'm working at. I don't want to sit next to this person in school or at work. Well, what if the reason you complain about your life is because it's your life? Have you thought about that? Maybe the reason we're upset about our life is because it's our life and not the one Jesus has for you. All right, we keep doing what we want for our own reasons, for our own benefit. We don't get what we want, so we get cranky. We complain. Yet that is not true life. Right? As you know, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The life. And I think we can have much more joy than crankiness in our song when we truly find and center our lives around him, around Jesus. All right, so we have to deal with our sin. And thankfully, as Tony Evans was saying, our sin has been dealt with. Praise the Lord. Our sin has been atoned for through our Savior, Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter 3.18, it says this, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive, life, in the spirit. So if we focus our eyes and worship on Jesus, the sin bearer, our songs of joy may never end. The things we complain about, I think they'll drift, slowly drift away, become so tiny in comparison to praising the Lord. Another an incredible story from our mission trip is, uh, as, as I mentioned, these weeks are hard, they're challenging, they push us. And those weeks, you can very often focus on yourself. Well, I need this, I need that, I want this, I want that. And when that happens, which we've had, we've had years where that happens more often than not, it makes a week tough, it makes it challenging, it might even make it tough to, to make that week go well. But this year, we had a lot of students that Instead of focusing on, on their life, they focus on their life in Jesus and what Jesus wanted them to do. And at the end of the week, we're worshiping the Lord. We're, we're praising him with our songs of joy. We were worshiping for a while. We just kept going. We were going for, I think, almost like an hour. And I, I, I was leading, and I just felt like, felt like you know, it was getting pretty late. Maybe it's time to wrap up. I pray, and I just say, thanks, everyone, for worshiping. It was an incredible night. And I met with just blank stares. No one's moving, no one's going inside, everyone's just standing there. And one of my, one of my leaders uh, looked at me and said, 
Uh, it doesn't look like they're going anywhere. It looks like they want to keep going. I look out, no one's going anywhere. I take that as a, as a nod to, to continue. So we kept worshiping, I think, for another hour. We, we almost worshiped for two hours that night. Kids didn't want to stop. Because they were finding their life, their hope, their song, not in all the aches and tiredness and things that we could focus on, but they focus on the Lord. And they said, if I do this, my praises won't stop. My, my songs will be full of joy for how God used me this week. It's incredible. I mean, can that be our story, church? Can that be our song that we just don't stop singing praises to the Lord? Well, let's continue with our heart of worship this morning. As we sing unto him who is worthy of every song, who is worthy of all of our praises, we might not go for two hours today, <laughs> uh, but I think we could maybe worship a little bit longer here uh, as we just reflect on all that God has done and all the reasons to be joyful. So maybe in your life you can think of something in this past few days where the Lord has just made his presence known. Think about that as we praise him. May this be our story, church. May that be our story, church. May that be a song that we just can't stop praising him, that our praises are full of joy, that our praises are focused and directed upon Jesus Christ alone. Amen. What's really cool as we, we worship together is that one day our, our worship is not going to be alone. All right, we're going to be worshiping with, with all the world, with all of our, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, but one day we're going to sing with all of creation. 
Psalm 98 closes out with this. It says, let the sea roar in all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands and the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. So here we see that nature itself is going to join in on this song, join in in our praises, right? God did not just create us in this room, but he created the earth and all that fills it. So one day we will sing with all the earth. The rivers will clap their hands. The seas will roar for the Lord, right? In Romans 8, it talks about how creation is groaning, groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now, until one day we will be set free. Well, one day the Lord will restore his creation. It's going to be a glorious day. We, along with creation, await for the future, for the Lord to come and judge the earth and restore the earth. Right as the psalm reflects on the Lord's goodness in the past, now it's telling us to, to focus on his goodness of what he will do going forward. All right, it talks about God coming to judge the earth. Are we praising him for that? Interesting thing to think about. Are we praising the Lord for his judgment and being a just God? Probably not if we didn't think we were deserving of it. But we are, and we're praising God for that. That God does not say, okay, sin, it's all right, whatever. But God did deal with sin on the cross. A professor at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School, uh, William Van Gemmerman, says this about the closing of this psalm. He says, the psalm goes beyond a reflection of the past to a joyful anticipation of the universal restoration of all things when God's kingdom will be established on earth. Right, that comes through his justice, through his judgment, through his love towards his people. So church, we will sing with all the earth. And I hope it is a joyful noise to the Lord as he restores all things. An endless hallelujah, praising him. Holy, holy, holy. It's the Lord God Almighty, as we see in Revelation. That's what we'll be doing. Making all things new. So can we respond and worship as we sing with all the earth? Shout your praise, our hearts will cry, these bones will sing, sing it. Our God, all the world will see, and how great. 
is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And home we'll see how great, how great is our God. We sing because we know it's true. We sing how great is our God because we know that it's true. We can't stop singing. We can't stop praising. Let's continue to praise the Lord this morning. Praise Him for all that He is. just to think about a time where we will worship the Lord for eternity. I mean, think about what that will be like. Being in God's presence. Standing face to face with your Creator. And praising His name. We'll join with David, with Daniel, with, with Paul, with all the generations together singing praises to the Lord. An incredible day. Let's sing that one more time. Praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the What song are you singing today? As we reflected on all that God has done, what he's currently doing, what he's going to do, as we leave, what song, what kind of song are you going to be singing? How dependent is that on Jesus, and how dependent is that on circumstance, on my life? I'm telling you, today... It's a hard day to sing with joy. You're seeing a loved one struggle in pain. You're seeing a marriage fall apart. You see difficulties in school being made fun of for what you believe. Can we still come to a point where, God, I'm going to praise you because I know, as we've seen through Scripture, as we've seen through the hands in this room, that God is going to come through. And they might look a little different than we anticipate. Our plans may look different than God's plans, and whatever God brings into our life, we have to say, God, I praise you, and wherever I am today, I'm going to sing with joy because this is where you want me to be. Can we sing with joy today based off of Jesus or what we're going through? I mean, think about the question we get every day. How's it going? How's it going? How's life? Well, life is good. Kids are, or, kids are staying healthy. They're doing well in school, staying out of trouble. Marriage is great. Job is secure. There's money in the bank. All right, life is good. I have reasons to be joyful. But what if any of those things change overnight? What if all those things change overnight? Can I still sing with joy? 
I want to leave us with this verse in Romans 15. Verse 13 says this. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. He's able to do that, more than able, in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. May our true sense of joy come from focusing our hearts and our eyes upon Jesus Christ. What could be more reason to sing? What could be more reason to be joyful than going from death to life? A lot of other things can happen within our life, but they won't happen if we're dead. But Jesus says, I come to give you life. So church, let's wake up each morning, reflect on that truth. That there is joy that comes in the morning when we focus on Jesus Christ, our Lord. I'm going to invite the uh, worship team up as we close out and continuing in worshiping our, our Lord and Savior. I'll ask, that, I'll ask that question one more time as we close in prayer. What kind of song are you singing today? Maybe my focus has been on all these other things. I, I forget, so I grumble. Maybe I, I didn't realize how faithful God would be in my life, so I don't sing because I don't think he's going to come through. But as, as we've read, as we've witnessed in this room alone, that God will come through, and we have a reason to be joyful in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Put your hope, put your faith in him, and you could wake up each morning going out into the world with a joyful song. Let's pray. God, we recognize that this world is, is full of challenges and difficulties and that they will continue. They will continue even when we follow you. It might even happen more. You said persecution will come. But you said these words. You said, but, but take heart. But take heart. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. I defeated death on the cross for you. And Lord, we praise your name and your name alone this morning. Jesus' name we pray.